0: So I I had like a, I had like a, an assumption. Um, we, We were constantly looking at data. We're constantly looking at trends. And so when, you know, lockdown set in, in March, my brain, I'm sure yours as well, immediately starts churning. And it's like, what are the implications of this? What, what should I go look for in the data? What can we, you know, get some juicy stories about? And I had an assumption that I was extremely very wrong about. And that was that I was like, well, mobile gaming is over. Uh, you know, pe- people do it on their commutes. They do it on the go uh, when they're traveling, or when they're killing time waiting for someone, maybe if, you know, before a meeting starts or something. I don't know. Um, and I thought, but you know, this is this is like the rise of of uh, of console gaming. We're going to see, you know, my grandparents are going to start playing Fortnite or something. Uh, but we've seen the exact. Not I won't I won't say the opposite because people are playing console games, but mobile gaming. Uh, you can tell in the data everywhere you look absolutely surged downloads, usage, revenue. Um, and so I just wanted to to admit in front of of, uh, of the public that I was wrong.
1: You were wrong. You were so wrong, Adam. And I'm glad you brought this up because I thought maybe the same thing would happen. And like you said, the exact opposite. And if anything, everyone I know has now picked up a mobile game, including myself, um, I'm playing mobile games more than I literally ever thought I would, and so has my family, my older mom, so it's everywhere now.
0: Welcome in to Sunwet Mobile. When we drop data, it's not anecdotal. Talking the latest mobile trends, we're highlighting the surges and descends, yeah. This is an original series from Amptopia, the intelligence provider here to help focus you. Yeah. I'm growing your mobile app, and- you on the map. So when people pull out their phone, it's the first thing they want to tell. So crack yourself a bit and give a listen here because the best podcast in mobile just landed in your ear.
1: Luckily, we have the perfect person to talk with us about mobile gaming today. Um, she's been a key team member at Glue Mobile, Razorfish, Reddit, Machine Zone, DraftKings Kings, and now she's the senior director of mobile marketing and growth at electronic games also known as EA Games, literally the second largest gaming company in the Americas and Europe. Welcome, Janie Parasini, thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited to have you.
2: Thank you, I'm excited to be here. Uh, and I also just wanna give a quick shout out to one of your coworkers Tess for connecting us. Um, she's a cool gal, so I was like, I gotta do this for her at least, so.
0: We, we love Tess, she helps, uh, helps us out a bunch.
1: Yes, yes, Tess.
0: <laughs> um, all right, before before we ask you, uh, you know, some like legitimate questions that you're probably expecting, um, I I want to know, Janie, what do you think is, and you can take this one of two ways, what do you think is either the best or worst thing that someone could put in a pinata?
2: Something that has like, that'll projectile, you know, quite violently. So like liquid, um <laughs> loose forms things of that nature I would I would think not great um, like
0: nips without the bottles
2: <laughs> yeah just, you know or like <laughs> uh, like jello uh, puddings mm. um, you know I, I obviously went to college so I've seen I've seen you know things in tubs and things that shouldn't have been there in the first place and it causes cr- messes so you know
0: um, no I get you I, I was gonna say yeah. glitter Good.
2: glitter a glitter bomb is not, not fun then i've received one. Oh. not really fun i but, bet well and also my kids glitter bomb my house like all day like they find some glitter they get a hold some glitter and all of a sudden it's like all over the place
1: i know it takes weeks to get rid of yeah. you just can't get rid of glitter i was gonna say glitter soup soup would be a bad one you'd smell like oh <laughs> all day yeah yeah yeah
2: it's super weird yeah <laughs>
1: All right, but now to more serious things, I guess, more important things than what we would fill a pinata with. Walk us through what you do, what your role entails at EA and and, and what you're trying to accomplish there.
0: The hard transition.
1: Yeah, yeah. hard transition. <laughs> <little> hard transition.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, at, at EA, the, you know, EA was born out of, out of HD, out of console. Um, and I started playing EA games a long time ago uh, with my dad. And um, I remember playing NHL as like one of our first games together. Um, and and he actually was kind of a gamer too. He was the one that introduced me to to, to gaming in multiple ways. Uh, he, I remember him at a company. Um, sorry, I'm doing this backstory, I guess, before I even tell you what I do. But it, you know, I'll, this is where I started from. So I remember him being at a company and he brings home this device I've never seen in my life before. And I was like, what do you do with this thing? At the time I had a Super Nintendo and he's like, it's called a PlayStation. And I'm like, what? It was like a year before the PlayStation actually even was released. And so his company was part of the, the company that created the chip so you could, so it could read a game, a disc instead of like a cartridge. And we had one game for an entire year because no, obviously like it wasn't, It was just like a beta device and so we were playing this trial disc for a whole year on this playstation that no one even knew what it was for a year so my dad and i would just play together because no one really we weren't allowed to like tell anyone about it um i say we you know i was like young at the time so my dad wasn't so he just played with me all day um and then so i got really into gaming kind of i don't have super nintendo but play the playstation was the first one i was like whoa this is like real life uh it's so realistic And uh, and then my dad went when I was in college. He started at a mobile games company, and this was before the iPhone. I had I think I still had a I had a LG Chocolate or whatever. If anyone Mm -hmm. is old enough to even remember those, and that was like the that was like a a, that was a pretty sophisticated mobile device at the time.
1: Uh, The Razor, the
2: the original, yeah, and the original Razor was also you know was out in the market. It was too expensive. Couldn't pay for it. You know, my college, my college friends, but, uh, so my, my internship, I literally ported mobile games all day. And at first I was like, I'm never going to go in this industry. This sucks. (laughs) Uh, and, uh, here I am (laughs) back in the industry. Uh, I, um, I find mobile to be a very humanizing industry in terms of, not a lot of people have consoles but a lot that everyone has a mobile device and whether i talk to people in nigeria which i do i I try to like open up my calendar and talk to new people all the time Uh, and i was talking to a guy in nigeria and he was like you know most of my friends we don't have console because we either can't afford it or we don't have the infrastructure to even support it like most houses don't have internet so uh, we have cell phones because we have cell phone towers and we have data and so we play FIFA mobile all day long against each other. Uh, and he was trying to tell me that we should host like a, a world tournament, like Nigeria mobile soccer team versus, you know, a different country. And, Cause he was like, we're gonna win. Like we're the best FIFA mobile players in the world. And I was like, I'm, I mean, I'm not gonna argue. I'm sure you are. Um, and being, you know, a woman being queer in the gaming industry can sometimes be a little isolating, but in mobile, it, it, you're all on the same playing field in terms of like everyone has a mobile device regardless of how much money you have or how much money you don't have, you know, where you are in the world, uh, now how old you are. Uh, and so, you know, like you said, your old mother, my young mother has a, has a mobile device. Uh, she plays games. She wouldn't consider herself a gamer. If I asked her if she was a gamer, she'd be like, no, but she plays games all the time. And what drew me to... EA and what I even do at EA is, I think about myself playing games with my dad growing up. I think about myself in this industry um, and trying to make it inclusive, and using the mobile devices that as that connective tissue, and uh, I, that's what we do all day. Is you know we're we're there to grow the EA mobile audience um, through our our network and we have a lot of games and when i joined i actually don't even think i fully fully understood nor appreciated the depth of games that we have you know we have the sims we have star wars galaxy heroes we have real racing need for speed and then you get into even ea sports right fifa madden everyone always is you know knows that uh, but we also have casual bejeweled Planksters versus zombies and so there's with that breadth, which a lot of gaming companies, I don't think, have mobile games, don't have, you know, um, there's a big opportunity to create that inclusive kind of community and create that inclusive type of activation that, um, you know, that I, I want my team to, to be inspired to come to work. It's not about just CPIs and ROAS targets, but it's also like, how do we create this inclusive industry and also inclusive audience? Um, because you know we're all great about targeting male eighteen to thirty four all day long, but um, there's only so much of them, <laughs> and there's a lot of people that that play games that we shouldn't be ignoring. And I I like to be the contrarian in the market, so that's what we're here for. I've been talking a lot. You guys should be asking me more questions.
0: <laughs> no, you 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 were on a roll. Wanted to wanted to let you go uh, go, um, and that was. That was good. And that was insightful. Uh, and so I, you, you work at EA and we, we actually spoke, um, a few weeks ago and I know you said that EA has this like renewed, uh, push into mobile. You are obviously, uh, spearheading that, you know, when I think of EA traditionally, of course, yes, I think, I think console games, I'm a huge NHL fan. I, I, I buy it, um, almost every year actually. Um, and so, but you mentioned yes, the plethora of games—it's—it's—it's it's, it's wide. Uh, so, how are you and your team? How are you guys like working toward uh, this renewed focus? And what is important? I diversity and inclusion you just said, but in terms of like getting EA to the next level in mobile compared to where it's been in the past, is there a a key to that?
2: Yeah. Um- I think because there's so many titles you can get a little distracted with what to do or even overwhelmed and so part of my job is to keep the team uh focused on creating the best returns and making the decisions that have the most impact for our business and uh our our team's still relatively small and i don't want a major you know there's you've seen a lot in the market of bloated ua groups And the worst thing that can happen is you have a bloated UA group that has a ton of great talent, but you put them, they become a cog in the wheel and there's a ton of really smart people in our industry. And I want them to make smart decisions and not be a cog in the wheel. And so um, part of my job too, is trying to operationalize what my team does so they can have as much free time as they can to do strategy and to you know, do what humans do, like high leverage stuff, not the traffic. I mean, I, lo- I, I still love trafficking in a campaign every once in a while, it's, it's very cathartic. Uh, so, you know, it's uh, um, it's not that that's beneath anyone, but I also, the, the whole point is that because we have such a large catalog and we can make millions of decisions at any time, I want my team to make the best decisions at this at in this moment, given all the context that they have and all of the uh, knowledge that they that they have gained to this point. Um, And that's like my big like that's what I do every day. That's my like I want them to make the decisions, not me. And um, EA something that we need to focus on is also knowing that we have a massive player network. We have a ton of users that download our games and play our games. And something I'm really excited about is to actually leverage more of the network. I've never been at a company that has uh, like a network. It's always been very genre specific. It's very like, this is our vertical and we, and we really double down on that, but it's really hard to cross sell and upsell players with similar games, whether it be RPG or similar sports, you know, games, but mm-hmm. You know, I'm. You probably anecdotally, you all play different types of games. I know you play NHL, but I assume every once in a while you you play a different game as well. And we want to make sure that that's an EA game. And similar on I want to make sure that when you're, you know, when when you've done all your all your things in a particular game, that you think next to another EA game. And so that's kind of a big focus of mine too. Is a new user not just in our network, but a new user to all of our, all of our games.
1: Right. That's really interesting, I, especially the fact that EA has so many games. Like you said, like there's Sims. My, my best friend plays Sims, but there might not be the crossover there with her playing a sports game, but that opens EA up to an even larger audience that other gaming companies maybe don't have. Um, yeah. You already sort of beautifully touched on this, but like you said, mobile gaming is so inclusive, more so than any other type of gaming because everyone has access to a phone. Um, Love for you to speak more about this. And is there anything specifically that you and your team are doing at EA to um, target these audiences that otherwise are are often ignored by others? Mm
2: -hmm. Um, There's a few things. EA has a lot of um, programs that we do, like EA Fair Play and... um, um, I'm doing a complete disservice to all of the other programs that we have, but we have a lot of accessibility and inclusion kind of programs at just like the macro larger level. When it comes to what my team does and how we think about inclusion, um, it's a few things. It's, uh, and this this gets into just the tactical too. When you only target high-end devices and you only focus on that, yes, you, we, we are revenue driven and that is important, but not all high-end devices are, are, you know, our spenders too, like there are mid and lower tier devices too, that are just as important and maybe not the one-to-one revenue contribution, but they contribute to the overall network where they create more of those revenue opportunities because they're part of the network. So they might not be the spender necessarily. Necessarily, but they're actually creating, you know, a lot of it is like more the uh, PDP games or games that actually require uh, a certain amount of capacity of just like the ecosystem itself to create it and this kind of dynamicness of a game. And I think that's important to think about is their contribution to the overall network, not just like the one-to-one revenue uh, um, contribution, which, um, you know, a lot of the calculate, you know, we run calculations off that too. So it's not like, you know, we're or enlightened UA folk compared to everyone else. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm trying in order to make it a valuable initiative, you have to make sure that you understand the value of those people and women is also obviously being a woman. I, I, I find incredibly important that, and to also know that like, women play sports. <laughs> I, you know, I played sports growing up. And so I I get really frustrated when people are like, well, that's a sports game. So that's for males, 18 to 34. And I'm like, women play sports. Look at the U.S. women's national team. Like they, Nike started, sold more jerseys of that national team than the men's. Like there is, there is interest in female sports. <laughs> so, so don't ignore them. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I find that to be also, you know, incredibly important.
1: I also played sports growing up, huge fan of the UFC, downloaded EA yeah, yeah. UFC game, super excited about that. Um, and just, so just wanted to add here, it's like women have money to spend too. Some women, moms love spending money on games. And <laughs> at least my mom does. I find out she's always trying to level up on her mobile game. So again, it's just, that's such a silly market to not you know, to market to, it's silly audience not to market to, um, because
2: Casual and hyper casual, a lot of their uh, revenue actually is, most likely comes from women. Um, you know, you, you, look at the demographics and, um, that is a, those categories are definitely fueled a lot by, by female spenders. So it's out
0: there. Do you find that it's, you know, tar- targeting, um, people who are often overlooked by other gaming publishers, do you find that there are issues, or not issues, sorry. is it Can it be actually more challenging to target those people or is it less challenging and you're just kind of like rolling in it and this is just great business for you? Um, uh, yeah.
2: It's, it's a little both. There's definitely lower CPMs to target users that aren't being aggressively targeted by other competitors. But there's also not the best practices. Um, what I mean by that is, look at apps, look at the app store, and look at how many people adopted the screaming man icon in there as their icon because of people testing and being like, "We need a man yelling it as our app store icon," and. Uh, that's uh, pretty prevalent in most, most games, right, that I see. And there's, there's like new trends coming out too. But so people obviously are fast followers in, in the industry. And uh, if there's no best practices for what works for that audience, how to, how to acquire that audience successfully, then yeah, we're like the trailblazers. And we don't have the luxury of being fast followers and knowing what already works. So there, it's kind of a net net. It's, Yeah, there's lower competition, but it's also just new territory. Mm.
0: You 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 get to write the book there, Um, and yeah, what what you said about fast followers in the app store is absolutely true. I all the time, especially you you see it a ton in hyper casual, right? There's like some basketball game that does well, and then you know there's a billion other, and they all have you know a picture of a basketball in it or. Obviously, Among Us is you know a popular, very popular game that's been trending recently, and I even saw something as so audacious and blatant as uh, someone just tag on the words "Among Us" at the end of their game name just to just to uh, you know try and show up in those search results. Um, and then, in, in to kind of tack on to my previous question more more broadly, um, man, mo- mobile changes so quickly um, in terms of strategies. Uh, you know what's allowed, what's not allowed. But what do you think in terms of uh, you know recent trends? What are your uh, greatest challenges in acquiring users, ha- or, or ha- is it the same that it's always been, or have you found different um, different ch- challenges recently?
2: I think I think Adam, you touched a little bit on some of the some of the early challenges, which is related to COVID, which is the habits have changed. So what used to be a great time to target users, you know, when when they're commuting, mm-hmm. when we know that they have some downtime, those time, those times have changed in terms of day parting is very different now. The day parting you used to do is not is not relevant anymore because no one's commuting. Um also the the escape for why they're looking for a game is changing. And this is more macro too. I mean tactical, tactically there's there's definitely optimizations and things that, that we're tweaking, but just thinking macro on the macro, like why do people why are people looking for a game? Well my mom's looking for a game right now because she has nothing to do. <laughs> I'm looking for a game because I'm with my kids. I love my kids to death and I would do anything for them. But mom needs some break some downtime too. And so I just need to shut my brain off. You know I'm working seven, you know 14 hour days a lot of times now because of COVID and I need to do something that doesn't require me to make decisions or, you know, have to make up a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And just like me time, I used to actually, my, my escapism into my teens and I was an introvert and, um, I still am. And the way that I would escape was games. I would sit in my room and play console games all day, you know, at night. Um, just to be by myself because that's how I got my energy and you know mobile games is, is an escape for me um, but also now and you see this in the H the console side too but it's a connection point because we don't you know your you two might be the 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 two new people I've talked to in the last few weeks <laughs> so like you know it's it's exciting to be able to have human interaction even virtually and uh, Gaming is is part of that. Um, some some people that have a hard time reaching out, it's a natural way to uh, to connect and stay connected with with friends um, and make us feel a little bit less less lonely right now in these times. And I think that's really important.
0: Janie, did you ever? Because um, you know everyone talks about Discord nowadays. Did did you ever when you gamed because um, you, you struck a personal chord for me just then, uh, did you ever use a service called Ventrilo?
2: Oh no, and, but and I if it, not disregard. I worked at Reddit, so of course I use Discord. But um, <laughs> uh, no, tell me more. Tell me more.
0: Okay, it, well, it so you know side tangent for another day. But anyway, Ventrilo was like what I what I know is like the OG voice server. Like I would I when I was younger. Um, I basically hung out with like a couple neighborhood kids and then I would game and like that was my life. And so I would go into my room, I'd, I'd hop on, we called it VENT for short, and I'd be able to talk to people from all over the world. And I thought that that was like really cool and connect with them and I would, yeah, you know, I never met these people, um, but for a while I considered them like good friends cause I, I just talked to them so often and I know them. We So uh, Counter-Strike, it's like a first person shooter game that's been around forever. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, oh my God, I, I, I loved playing that and we'd hop on vent and, and, you know, really get to know each other there. You, you play it as well.
2: I, you know, I, yes, I have a, I, I play that I play. Yeah. I don't know if I'm allowed to say all the competitor games I play too, but yeah, she's dabbled. Of course. She's dabbled. Okay. I dabble. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Hey, Hey, yeah. uh, competitive research, right? Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. My team and I would play some, some, some cod as well, you know? So yeah,
0: exactly. You
2: won't hold it against her. Yeah. Please don't, yeah. But again, we're all, we're all beautiful flowers that that aren't just, you know, these uh, one dimensional characters that only play one type of game. So I am inclusive of all types of games, even our competitors.
1: Mm-hmm. And gaming has just been such a huge part, I think, of so many people's lives. And what I love about this year, and it's a unique time that people are rediscovering their love for gaming and rediscovering, doing it with other people, um, and I think even adults now are being able to like explore this, like not, you know, I don't think it's childish, but like child play that we, we haven't been able to maybe do in a while or allowed ourselves the time to do. So gaming consoles and gaming in general is really, it's all, it's all the rage this holiday season. Is there anything in particular that EA is doing um, that, to, you know, that they did to prepare or to tackle this yeah. big gaming season?
2: We're actually, we actually have specific holiday campaigns this year for mobile, which we we didn't do a lot of service for last year. And so I'm excited to, uh, we have, you know, specific offers for holidays, we have specific creatives. So we're actually making a very concerted effort this holiday season to really kind of dial it in where we didn't, we weren't very, very strong in that last year. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what it does. I've always been I've always loved that holiday bump, you know, people get new devices, they download a ton of games, obviously everyone knows that in the industry, it's very competitive, so we've, we've got some, you know, uh, we've got some, some competition probably, but we also, I think, because we have really strong brands in this nostalgia aspect too, that um, hopefully we, we can kind of uh, uh, cut through the noise and, and, and um, reach reach some users, so I'm excited about that. I think something too that. How far was, out do I, you start I,
0: planning I, for a holiday?
2: Oh, I'm such a procrastinator by nature. Um, but I cons- I, I'm I one of those weirdos that I go to bed thinking about mobile and I wake up thinking about mobile, or I just go to bed thinking about what I do and I wake up. And I remember having this conversation with my wife where she asked me like why I read books about our industry and why I. Do the things I do. She's like, I mean, it's your job. And I was like, it's more than my job. And I, I, I started crying and I was like, (laughs) like I used to, I, 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 I'm, you know, I don't, I, I'm a very emotional person. And, um, I was trying to explain to her that growing up, I would watch TV commercials and think, and my, uh, my thoughts would start with I wonder why they decided to show this ad to me. And I wonder why they decided that like, is this a new product or are or, or they lose or they do they not have enough money right now? Like that they, like the, as like a, you know watching Nickelodeon thinking that. And so I've, I've, I've always been fascinated by this industry um, in aspects of this industry. And uh, yeah, where was I going? Sorry, now I'm on the tangent about this.
1: <laughs> That's okay, but you know what? because uh, we will save time and everything and say like, what is your final piece of advice for mobile marketers right now? Like if you could give them anything, it can be personal, it can be professional. What do you got for the people at home? I mean, I
0: talk your about might here, So don't make it too good.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm not smarter
2: than anyone else in the room. So it's not like, you know, anything I... Uh, actually, I do have some good advice that, someone, that, that one of my mentors gave me early on. and that was, I am a transparent person by nature. And even with the knowledge that I have and not because I think I'm this amazingly brilliant person, it's when you can release all the knowledge that you have, uh, that becomes common knowledge around you in terms of people are digesting that as like new information while then you open your mind up to, to retain more information. So, you know, the people that hold on to information thinking it's like that knowledge will, will, promote them and, and that's how they're going to grow their career. They end up losing out on their own growth and curiosity and, and getting more information because they kind of cap themselves for what they know. Um, and so I'm a big believer in being really transparent, talking about successes, talking about failures. Um, because as soon as that, as soon as you start talking about that in the industry and in spreading that knowledge, you are on to the next thing while people are still trying to digest that. So, um, I'm big on that, my team's big on that. And um, you know, the, the other maybe thing I would say is, uh, I see the, we have, again, we have really smart people in the industry and we started right in like new user growth and there's an evolution. It's the industry started with trying to acquire an install. Then it went into trying to acquire a user and then trying to acquire a paying user. And now the task is trying to retain those users. And so I, I I firmly believe that because of the talent that we have, that it's not just new user growth, but the whole funnel is now going to be managed by the growth team, by this UA team. Um, and so I'm 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 positioning my team that way, and I'm I'm trying to make sure they have the right tools so that they can manage the cohorts they bring in and manage those those cohort, cohorts as they mature into our games as well. And so. Um, I hope to see more of that rather than kind of UA folk bringing, bringing people in, throwing them over the fence and then not really thinking about them after that, um, or just seeing a chart with the LTV curve and then not really, but you know, they're only buying the new users. So yeah, so I'm a big believer in kind of, um, especially as, you know, someone that manages people that other managers of other companies need to think about how, how they can service our industry by creating the next, next wave of talent and what that looks like.
1: Spread the wealth, Share information. Create room for innovation, people. This is this is a good note to leave off on. Thank you, Janie. Adam, anything thank else? Thank you.
0: No, that is it. Uh, this has been lovely. Thank you for for chatting with us today, and and good luck on the uh, on the on the holiday efforts there.
2: Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it was great chat, chatting with all of you. And I'm I'm an open book, so you know, for those listening. If you've made it this far, uh, I have a company <laughs> link, so you can always spend time with me.
1: Yes, please find her, LinkedIn, Twitter, maybe? Twitter? I actually
2: have at Janie, but I don't tweet as often, but I I only log in just to make sure I, I keep my first name at, you know, it's important, hmm. it's important.
1: That is important. All right, well <laughs> go, go give her a follow for her, you know, rare nugget of information she might get on there. And I think that's
0: awesome. <laughs> This is it, what? Luchini pouring from the sky, let's get rich, what? The GK fans and sugar dance, can't quit, what? Now pop the cork,